This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, friends. Welcome to the second hour of the Lori and Julia show here on this wonderful Monday afternoon on MyTalk 1071. We're everything entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Lori, Julia, Donnie out. Holly, Steph, March, and Sonny in. And want to remind you that Cat Video Festival 2018 presented by MyTalk 1071 and the St. Paul Saints is happening Wednesday, August 8th at CHS Field. Tickets go on sale Thursday, June 7th. 10 a.m. Meow. Yes, early bird tickets. They are $10 each if you buy on Thursday with $1 of each going to Feline Rescue. Ticket prices go up at the beginning of August and they're 15 bucks. so you might as well secure your tickets now. Do it! Go to mytalk1071.com, keyword cat, for more information. It is a roaring good time, that cat video God, festival. God, is it ever. If you have not gone, this is, you gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta go. Get the whole family. Yeah. You know what's amazing about this is seeing everyone in the field together yeah. watching cat videos. Like that alone for me was the biggest thing. I it will like, t- wow. yes. I will tell you it is a joyous communal experience and everyone <laughs> is there to have a good time. Just let your hair down. Let your hair down. Watch the cat videos, eat some delicious food, yeah, get yeah. some cool cat merch. Bada bing, bada boom, you are done again. <laughs> that is August 8th and tickets go on sale this Thursday for the Cat Video Festival 2018. Very exciting. Woo-hoo! Now, I asked before we went to break, what was the number one song when you were 14 years old? When 14. you turned 14 years <laughs> old, let's go back. Maybe it's the way back machine. Maybe it's the way, way back machine. Maybe it's even just the recent machine. But allegedly, supposedly, according to, well, basically an internet meme. Yeah, I know. (laughs) To the Facebooks. To the Facebooks. But this was an interesting meme. I saw this going around uh, on on Facebook over the weekend, and people were having a lot of fun with it. But according to this meme, the number one song when you turned 14 years old is basically the song that sets you for life. It defines your life (laughs) in a very interesting way. It doesn't make sense, Holly. It just doesn't make sense. Oh, it doesn't make (laughs) sense. sense well i want you to think about it so maybe if you you're sitting in front of a computer and you you can look up the number one song on your 14th birthday on the billboard charts but we're going to take a look at our number one songs when we were 14 years old see if we'll see what it says about us Mm. as mature sophisticated adults and see (laughs) if these songs provided uh, some kind of formative experience for us but let's start with stephanie march let's start with our good friend stephanie march yes we're gonna play the number one song on the Billboard charts when Stephanie March turned 14 years old. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so this was the number one I song. I made it through the wilderness. Somehow I made it through. <laughs> oh. Didn't know how lost I was until I found you. 
So do you feel like this resonates with you any way, shape, or form throughout your life, Stephanie? Let me just say no. (laughs) (laughs) But, But I will say this. If I took Madonna as an icon or as like a, you know... A reinvention, a woman always on the go, always on the move. If I if I take her as my defining factor, I'd say, heck yeah. All right. All right. So Stephanie, Stephanie's kind of feeling this, actually. Yeah, I yeah. actually, like, and when I think about my 14-year-old self, and this is 1985, and this was, you know, so 14, you're just a freshman, actually, you know, you're a freshman, you know, year, maybe. Mm-hmm. You're sort of beginning to sort of feel yourself in the bigger space of high school in the universe. Mm-hmm. I think having a Madonna song be number one is probably a catalyst for part of who I am. All right. So Stephanie March agrees that Like a Virgin I'm give by a Madonna bing. gets a big old ding. There All right. Now we're going on to Sonny next. I just don't get it. Sonny <laughs> oh, just can't wait. doesn't get it. Now, this was the number one song on the Billboard charts mm-hmm. when Sonny turned 14 years old. Still living your life after that. <laughs> I just don't get it. Alright, so this is I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy featuring Faith Evans. It's such a sad song. It's such a sad song, but here I will argue for you, Sonny. Okay, okay. The reason why this could be a defining song, because this song was just one of those songs that people swayed back and forth to at middle school dances. You all get together in your group, mm-hmm. and it was really deep and meaningful to 14-year-old self. I'm going to add to that. Yeah. This is I I I I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go on on the ledge here. Mm-hmm. This is for all the people who doubted me and never <laughs> thought they never thought I'd become oh. anything and now they miss me. I'm going That's with right. that. All right, good enough. <laughs> we'll we'll take that one. That was I'll be missing you by Puff Daddy Faith Evans of course, the song that memorialized the notorious BIG mm-hmm. after he passed away Aww. and I will say that that performance of that song on the MTV Video Music Awards yeah. was that was the talk of the middle school playground. Really? Right after it <laughs> happened, I remember little girls coming to school and being and crying and being so moved <laughs> by, by that song. <laughs> and even Sting made yeah, a special Sting performance. Oh my that. gosh! Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that. A formative experience, surely. So. I'll go to me next. Okay. The number one song when I turned 14 years old. I don't know what this has. This has nothing to do with anything in my life. It's Candle in the Wind 97 by Elton John. Bringing it down. Oh my God. What's going on? Uh, so what's going on in here? You know what, Sonny? I'm going to say that both of our middle school years were rather depressing in popular culture because both of these songs memorialized a celebrity that passed away too soon. Of course, this song rewritten by Elton John to honor Princess Diana in uh, this song, uh, Clue, was released in 1997. So it's in the wind. But it, really, it is. It's so touching. I have a yeah. little bit. I do have a little goosebumpies from it. I just yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is a beautiful song. It's a tender song. moment. And it's, it's showing vulnerability, Holly. That's what you got. That says me to a T. <laughs>
That's the sweet to a T. That's it. It's a really fun activity to go back to, but I think it really takes you back to a time and a place, and it also links into my theory. (laughs) Goes back to my theory about how 14 years old, being 14 years old is a really pinnacle part in your life because you're old enough to be interested in the outside world and engage with somewhat adult content, but Mm -hmm. you don't have the autonomy to really execute any of those things. Or context, really. You're just not there. Yeah, you're just you not, dip in, you tell jokes, but you have no idea what they mean. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then and then you might get in trouble because you say something naughty. I, I yeah, may have experienced that. I yeah. may have had attention. You guys are about, so explaining my daughter. Right now. <laughs> oh yeah, she is not feeling this conversation. <laughs> That's amazing. She turns fourteen in October. So oh, I'm like, mm-hmm. so what you're saying is we're hitting at some truths right here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, this is, absolutely, yes. All right, so we're gonna pay attention to what's number one on the Billboard chart in October. In October, because like that this. will reveal all. Pay attention here. All right. When we get back, it's Julia's random thoughts. Julia's not here. Lori, Julia, Donnie, they're out. We're going to talk about such important topics as National Cheese Day and time traveling. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on My Talk 107. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Happy National Cheese Day, everyone. Isn't that every day? Isn't it every day? (laughs) If you're doing it right. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Exactly. But today, June 4th, is National Cheese Day. And there's a survey out uh, that took the Americans, the litmus test of America, on what America's favorite cheese is. And the top three favorite kinds of cheese, according to Americans, are number one, cheddar. Cheddar. Number two, mozzarella. Yep. And number three, I'm surprised. Let me know if this is controversial or not. American cheese. Number three. Really? I think it's not that controversial because that's what goes on your burgers. That's what goes in your grilled cheese. Yeah, I was like, why is it? Why is it controversial? Yeah, because you would think. You would think because I always think American cheese is the. Uh, I don't it's like. It's, you're thinking Kraft singles, of course. I'm thinking <laughs> and that's of Kraft not it. singles. Of it's, course, I am. You got to think okay. beyond that. But oh. I do believe that there's, you know, the white, the cheddar. That's also white cheddar. You know, there's a lot that, of course, is cheddar has been king for a long time. Sharp cheddar, sharp, sharp cheddar, cheddar. And even extra sharp cheddar. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the least favorite cheeses. If it's going to be like Roquefort or blue cheese, it is blue cheese. Yeah, is, it's just is blue cheese. It, yeah, yeah. Blue cheese is very divisive. I did it not, is. I did not eat blue cheese until I was an adult because I was influenced by those around me who said blue cheese was gross. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so then I always had this idea that blue cheese was gross, but it's strong. I mean, you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. You either yeah, you have to sort of. You might have to train yourself to love blue cheese. I agree with you. I mm-hmm. think because I've had salads with it. I've kind of stated, I know my mom loves it. And I've had salads with it. And the only time that it's tasted good is if there was an equally strong uh, flavor mm-hmm. with the blue cheese. So I had it with like raspberries and cranberries before. So that's, yeah, that, that strength no, that's, factor. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do love a good blue cheese. Number two yeah. on the least favorite cheeses of the United States, Limburger cheese. I feel like that, that is a caricature. No, that, that is <laughs> Looney Tunes. That, that is, is that is like have any have I know you probably have Stephanie March. You yes. probably actually ingested Limburger cheese. 
Yes. <laughs> what were the circumstances? I mean, you buy some and then you eat it. It's not a big thing. You know what? It's. It, I think that's a cartoon response. And you yeah. know why? Because people think stinky cheese, Limburger. Oh, of course. I don't like stinky is, cheese. Is that the stinky cheese? Yes. It is, well, it okay. is a stinky cheese. There are so many beautiful stinky cheeses, which, by the way, <laughs> when you eat them, they're not stinky. It's the smell factor. Then, you know, they have a beautiful flavor. But Limburger cheese is the cheese traditionally used by Looney Tunes. <laughs> Tom, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Like the stink lines yeah. coming mm-hmm. from the cheese. It's yeah. always Limburger. Just like the fact that I passed a warehouse that said Acme down in South yes, Minneapolis. Right on 55. I and I was like, ooh, the Anvil business must be tough these days. It's I tough. Know, it's, it's a little tough. tough. And number three on this list is goat cheese. They, what? what? I know. I know. Stop it. I know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait They're a minute. saying this that's the, the least popular goat cheese? Third least popular cheese in America is goat cheese. So it's not... As dis- people aren't disgusted with it as the Limburger. Limburger right, is more right. disgusting. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm saying that's ridiculous because yeah, there's cheese is, goat cheese is, is life. Pe- yes. It's life. It's literally Where have life. the 80s gone? Crackers. And, and also American came in number four on the least favorite. So people like it and people hate it. That's in equal true. measure. It's true. Yeah. I'm never going to order American cheese on a cheeseburger. I hear you. I got to tell you, Convert I think me. that there are ways of making American cheese good. I will tell you that there are local chefs who make their own version of American cheese, and it is spectacular. It's just a little bit more creamy, milky than, you know, the other aged or more flavorful cheeses, and it has its place. On a burger, I think that's its place. I really don't go for it anywhere else, but on like a really good, and it melts so beautifully on a good saucy cheeseburger. Honestly, I've probably had one of the fine local gourmet cheeseburgers. I bet you have. And American cheese has probably been on it. Yeah. And I quite enjoyed it. I bet you did. I bet I did. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about time traveling. This is a random thing that came up in the news today. Uh, apparently, there's a stranded time traveler from 4,000 years in the future who has passed a lie detector test and is here to tell us all about his adventures. He's from the year oh. 6941 and he's stuck here because his machine broke down. Passed the lie detector test. Totally true. Really? He, he passed the test? Yes. He he passed the test. His name is James Oliver. And apparently he's stuck here because his time machine broke down. That's got to suck. Can mm-hmm. I say the thing that would shock me the most is the fact that there might still be humans in 6941. <laughs> this is where I'm like, wow, there's still 6941? Hello, optimism. Really? He is predicting. Here's some of the things. Here's some of the wisdom that this man has to tell us. He's from the year 6491, he predicts. Ooh, that global warming is going to get worse mm-hmm. and that uh, the world will be eventually taken over by a United Nations style organization. Hmm. He said, we're also finding planets and galaxies every day. Most of it's just nothing, but apparently we are going to be preparing for a war between humans and aliens. Yes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. 
They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Selves ready. Is that is that it? <laughs> I mean, in the, in, yes. in the next, what, five, six thousand, however many thousand years from now? Yeah. I mean... 4,000, it's kind of, that's really, that's what we're going to get. I need more change. I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to say that maybe uh, our friend has watched uh, too many Star Trek movies uh, and maybe yeah. uh, likes a little conspiracy theory or yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I love the idea that he possibly <laughs> like worked real hard to figure out how to jam a lie detector test so that he could get himself out there. I mean, I think that's, that, that's that, commitment. That is, that is a talent and a skill. Are we here for <laughs> strawberry frappuccinos? Mm. okay this is what's happening at starbucks it is called a serious strawberry frappuccino tomorrow starbucks will start selling the drink and it's an update of their current strawberry treat this frappuccino has no coffee oh so it's a strawberry shake yep basically strawberry and cream based mixed with ice and milk and a strawberry infusion blend with a strawberry puree that's not good to me i mean you know that that's a strawberry shake. That's a, yeah. That's oh, not, not bad. Your, not your typical. What is that? Quick, the strawberry quick mix. Oh, oh yeah. quick. Yeah. quick. Not your typical mm. Nesquik. quick. That sounds good. No, so this is really fancy. It reminds me of um, the pina colada strawberry. What are they? Lavas, molten lavas, kind of mm. things. So oh, I don't know. That sounds good. Yeah. So this is happening. It's only going to set you back 350 calories for a grande. So. Don't worry about it. No worries. No. For those worries. of you fasting. <laughs> yeah. For those of you on the intermittent Uh-oh. fasting diet. <laughs> Stephanie uh, hasn't. Yeah. Somebody hasn't. <laughs> hey, Kenny, sup? How are you? Where's whacked and stacked? Oh, I, that sounds dirty. And you're going to make me say something that I don't want to. Are they in jail? What? <laughs> Where are they? Lori and Julia whacked and stacked. Oh, Hello. You didn't get that. Reference? No, she didn't. I'm no. not even here all the time no. when I got that. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I know, Kenny. I bring shame upon this radio station and this program very much. Uh, you know what? They're not here. That's all I have to say about that. Donnie's not here either, which if you is, haven't noticed. Which is really odd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. How do you feel about that? Are, are you okay? Is it? Well, is it, I, it, I'd like to get my everyday dose of old man bitching and... Uh, <laughs> I've missed it the last few days. Well, you know what, Kenny? You're just going to have to look outside the window and yell at the clouds yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but what is going on in the traffic? Do we have jams? Is it free and easy? It's typical. It's Monday. Oh, Anything okay. could happen. A couple Woo! rollovers, a couple crashes, a couple jams. You know, it's the oh, usual. Oh, this one's sponsored by Concordia University. we got to talk about Instagram influencers here on the Lori and Julia show on MyTalk 1071. Everything entertainment streaming live at MyTalk 107. 71.com, Lori, Julia, and Donnie. They're all gone today. They'll be back tomorrow. I'm Holly. Stephanie March is here. Sonny is here. And we're talking Instagram influencers. And what's the deal with with Instagram influencers in the year 2018? Now, we're getting on this topic because, Stephanie, this has been a, a topic of conversation in your universe in the past couple of weeks, specifically. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is, is we... You know, we're a media company over at my day job at Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. And so we always, you know, we respond to different ways of media and the evolving nature and the the landscape. 
And so, you know, we do Facebook lives and we do all sorts of fun things. In fact, we just launched a really fun Facebook group called Summer in the Twin Cities where you can just join up and like we're going to post a whole bunch of an interactive thing where we want to ask questions and we want to do these kind of, you know, debates and maybe list things out. And that's kind of an engagement thing. And so, you know, as we're going along all these and we're trying to understand where people are going and spending their time and you realize that, you know, Instagram is a tool, but there's people on Instagram who are making money from being on Instagram, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we all know this, this influencer thing where people are paid um, to be brand advocates. Right. And the celebrity headline, one of the reasons we're also talking about this, not only are Stephanie March and her colleagues talking about this, but this is a headline that I saw in the Daily Mail this afternoon is Eminem's daughter, Haley Mathers. (laughs) She speaks for the first time about her future after college as she considers becoming a social media influencer. So the headline a thing. is saying that this is what Haley Mathers wants to do <laughs> as a career. College graduate, I think she went to Michigan State, and uh, now she's ready to go out into the real world. And the first job that she considers is social media influencer. And I've seen, you know, from our the Weekly Dish, you know, our food page, you know, we had our food radio show, we'd had people who were sending us little notes saying, hey, I want to be a food influencer and all this kind of stuff. And it was very interesting to wonder, what does that mean to you, though? Yeah. What does that mean? Because if you're influencing people, how are you going to influence people? And what are you going to influence them either toward or away from? Mm-hmm. And this was very, they don't have that. There hasn't been a very solid, like, what does Haley Matthew Mathers what is her jam? Like, what is she doing? Is she going to be taking pictures of just herself? Does she want to just be a Kardashian, who are the ultimate influencers, of course? You know, I don't even think she quite understands right. what it means to be a social in- media influencer. Because Haley Mathers, the daughter of Eminem, she says that people have been reaching out through Instagram. I don't really have any management. And she said that uh, she is interested in all sorts of things. And so I think even for her... Being 22 years old, you know, she's on social media showing off parts of her life as any 22 year old does. But I think that there's a gap. I mean, and some people have managed to fill that gap. But what does it mean to be able to monetize your influence? And this is it. This is making a career out of it means mm-hmm. somebody has to pay you. Right. So yeah. this is where we get down to the point. And so we're saying and you know, a lot of the studies that are coming out and really just kind of measuring all this stuff they're saying across the globe. Authenticity is the main reason those surveyed chose to trust influencers, online brands, people. Mm-hmm. They trust you because you're authentic. Mm-hmm. Your personalization is critical. They said with 66 percent uh, respondents citing a need for an influencer's content to be relevant to their unique interests. That's what I'm saying. You have to find out what it is you're going to say. Mm-hmm. You can't just be. I, there are certain people. Obviously, Haley Mathers has a place in the world that is beyond what, you know, my friend S. Sally Apple Valley does. You know, yeah. she's like she shows up and says she wants to be an influencer. Obviously, Haley Mathers has something different to say and is in a different space. But the whole point of this is, is that you have to have an authenticity with it. Otherwise, the new studies, uh, Carmichael Lynch, was, which is a local um, you know, uh, agency recently said that it's actually kind of eroding that more and more people are saying that um, 
they are not really sort of jibing with the influencers Mm -hmm. because, and they say a lot of it has to do with the brands are sort of forcing the people to do something like, so let's say, you know, um, Volvo wants Haley Mathers to do a thing and maybe she's not a Volvo kind of girl, you know? And so, but she does it for the money. And then, so the brands kind of feel like they trust her less now or the, 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 her followers. Mm -hmm. Right. right. So there's this authentic. And then the other thing is that a lot of times these brands are putting the money towards these people and they're sort of, and if they're saying, hey, go ahead and do what you want with this, like, yeah, we're just going to give you money if you mention our name or do something. And they do it outside of the brand's scope of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she takes a Volvo and drives it, you know, in the middle of a Nazi rally or something, you know? <laughs> right. right. It takes it takes control out of the hands of the brand. The brand has a very specific voice. And if the influencer's voice doesn't match that of the brand, yes. then it's going to derail the authenticity factor and therefore the social media influencing it's just not going to work. And the hardest part truly is that these a lot of these people who are coming up in this you know space are not experts at anything. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have a lot of life experience to kind of back up any authenticity and they don't provide context. And so it's kind of flailing and they don't actually know how to prove that anything and then of course the bigger piece of this is that we all wonder if there's any there's not a lot of proof in the pudding of, you know, if I say, you know, this, you know, this Starbucks cooler is so great and I get 15,000 likes on it, does that mean those 15,000 people are going out to buy a Starbucks cooler? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just means they like the photograph. Maybe right. they liked your shirt or the shade of lipstick you were wearing that right. day. Or and they're just a, like, 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 like. And they like. didn't even think about what they were actually doing. And they're only engaging with the brand on a superficial level. But And to your point, Stephanie, Haley Mathers seems like she doesn't even know what to do as a social media influencer. Like Maybe that's like the cool, sexy thing to do i'm an attractive related to a celebrity these people are reaching out to me and they say that they want to work with me but what does that that even really mean and i suppose from five years from now what is social media influence influencing going to look like right. because five years ago 2013 instagram was a very different landscape right. it yeah. was a lot of people were just sharing personal pictures and like food. hey right. and food like here's me on the beach yeah. oh right. look at this dog it's really cute i mean it wasn't i don't think people were necessarily thinking of being on social media as like, I'm going to monetize this and then I'm going to be an influencer and that's my job. Look at my business card. Well, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that she takes what you said, Stephanie, about how it's you said it's going down and how it's easy, because people yeah. are starting to real. I think it's because people want to be influencers themselves. Well, mm-hmm. it's it, there is a little bit of there's what the a phrase that is being spoken a lot is that Instagram is eating itself right now. Mm. And that's because when you end up putting in the, like there's a lot of pods. This is a very common thing that has already been written about a hundred times that people have agreed upon pods. And so if, if I have a food pod of a, like six other influencers, I make a post, I immediately contact that pod and say, Hey, I have a post up. They all go in and like it right away. And then that sort of ramps up, you know, once you get a lot of likes right away, that mm-hmm. kind of boosts its visibility. Mm. So if I have, like, say I have one pod, but what if I have seven pods right. of different things? They're not actually people who I am actually influencing. They're sort of with me in the wink, wink, nod, nod, like, you know, thing. So then they're jacking my numbers up and making the visibility more. So if I get, you know, maybe I get two or 300 original, you know, booms right away and it goes into the stratosphere, then it doesn't, 
it doesn't that's not really authentic either exactly and then what about the people who aren't on social media you're not engaging with those folks i have to be honest with you as far as a person who spreads you know i share content and i'm a service provider in terms of you know if you dial into my friday blog the feed i always have all this information on there of events what's going on who's open who's closed what shocks me is people who put their stuff on instagram as a like an event like oh we're doing this special brunch and they only put it on instagram where i may see it i may not see it you may see it three days too late right. because it cycles through in different ways it's not the same the algorithm yeah and so i don't i don't understand why they're trying to do that and why they think that that is a valid thing but then you know i don't know i don't know it's all it's a lawless land out there oh my goodness <laughs> the, I know. the land of social media influencers yes. Woo, but, all I, right. but i do agree that there will be you know in the next couple of years you know i have a couple friends who are actual paid influencers and they do it's a side gig you know and they have other jobs but it's sort of a thing that they enjoy doing and they make money off of it but they you know one of them specifically he said he knows that this is he he can feel that it's on the way down yeah mm. it's fascinating fascinating thing to watch yeah it is all right well when we come back we have other fascinating things to talk about we're gonna hollywood speak we got a little johnny beyonce mariah Ooh. what have you so we're gonna hollywood speak when we come back you're on the Lori and julia show on my talk 1071 so what are you trying to say hollywood hollywood speaking what is the meaning of this you guys, I think we have to be concerned about Johnny Depp. Oh. I think we have to be concerned about Johnny Depp. So Johnny Depp, he's out touring with his band, the Hollywood Vampires. And there is a photograph of him with a fan on social media over the weekend that has a lot of people uh, really concerned about Johnny Depp and his health. So he was on... Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what do we think about I this? I just pulled that up. I was like, wow. Yeah. So he was in Moscow... Uh, taking pictures with fans. Now, some people have alleged that maybe it's for an upcoming role. That's uh, always possible. Some people alleging that maybe he's uh, indulging in the Hollywood vampire's lifestyle a little too mm. literally. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do we think? Um, I'm sort of feeling for him that he's a guy who always <laughs> lives on that edge. You know? Yeah. He really does. And uh, so I'm not surprised, really. But <sighs> he does look rough. It looks rough. Mm-hmm. Not the yeah. 21 Jump Street Johnny no. Depp we no. all fell in love with. Oh, did you have a thing for Johnny Depp? Did you, did you find these, him? You know, don't judge me. <laughs> there was this really weird thing I had with uh, Jack Sparrow. Just don't judge me. I'm I don't not know judging what it, I don't know no. what it was with Jack. And maybe it was his, it was charisma. I don't know, but I... <laughs> I like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> That's all right. You do you, Sonny. You enjoy that. So whatever it is, Johnny, maybe you're just doing a role. Maybe you're doing whatever. It could very, very possibly be a role because yeah. it does look a little bit like his head is shaved. You mm-hmm. know, it's very mm-hmm. tight. But he doesn't, and he looks skinny, but he doesn't look, dr- I mean, I guess to the one I'm looking at, he doesn't look completely drawn. Like yeah. sickly. Yeah. Yeah. You can go check out the photograph on our website at mytalk1071.com. Let's go to the world of music. Let's go to Las Vegas. Mariah Carey. Oh, no. The butterfly <laughs> returns. Oh, no. But apparently the butterfly returns and nobody wants to see oh. here. So here's the story. Hollywood speak this. Uh, apparently tickets have not been selling well for Mariah Carey's next Las Vegas residency. The story is, is that she and her management wanted to play a smaller venue so that they could say that their shows were sold out. Now oh. they're playing the Coliseum in Caesar's Palace and the residency kicks off July 5th. 
nobody's buying tickets. Oh! Now, apparently, scalpers bought a bunch of those tickets, and nobody wants to buy the tickets from the scalpers, and now the scalpers are mad. (laughs) This is actually my dream scenario. To have the like to have the scalpers be stuck with the tickets mm-hmm. because it's always like dang it they beat you to like the punch and then they they jack up the prices I I think I love this scenario so I want the entire be- stadium to be filled with scalpers right right all right I'm waiting for Mariah Carey Groupon oh <laughs> I'm waiting for the Groupon now I would go and see Mariah Carey if there was a Groupon that's the only way do you think that she will not perform if she if it's not a solo show do you think she'll have one of those like <coughs> That's you know, chronic I, exhaustion. Have to go to hospital. I think that might that might have something to do with the ticket sales because mm. the last couple of shows she's done. Oh. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls. You name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read. Drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, you're talking about the ones where she literally just stood on stage and then had someone carry her across the stage because she was too bothered to be walking. Yeah, you can't do that and then expect people to buy tickets. (laughs) Pay money for you. That's a bit much. Pay money. Uh, (laughs) Now, again, Mariah Carey's first uh, Las Vegas uh, date of her The Butterfly Returns residency is on July 5th. So now, Stephanie, to your point, we're going to have to be watching for any kind of illnesses mm-hmm. i'm telling life it. emergencies maybe she's gonna sprain an ankle now yep. however contrary to this report live nation who is uh responsible for the production of this concert series says that they are pleased with the sales hollywood speak that mm. pleased just means we're fine and we're gonna stay here as long as we need to <laughs> <laughs> exactly now here's another we're going into the world of concert tours here we're hollywood speaking let's go to beyonce and jay-z mm. now they have announced they're going of course on the on the run Two tour this summer and they have announced an initiative that will see fans receiving free tickets for their On the Run 2 tour in exchange for good deeds. Now, do you think that this is just an honest, sincere, hey, do something good and we'll give you tickets? Or do you think that this is a way to get buns in the seats for the concert? I'm going to go ahead and go off of your second comment because what I've been watching, all of her fans, and they want to hear new music. And I'm wondering if I'm, you know, Beyonce likes to pull stuff out of her head. I'm not doubting the queen. She mm-hmm. might, she might throw some new music in there. But I know a lot of people are like, I know she's not going to tour with the same songs. And I'm wondering if that might have some do. But I, I haven't heard anything about slow ticket sales either. So, hmm. Yeah, I just always wonder whenever there's some kind of promotion, whenever there's some kind of thing. So here's what's happening. Okay, um, Fans who volunteer for uh, certain charities. Now, this is happening in the UK. So okay. with the Prince's Trust and Global Citizen. So if you volunteer with those charities, you could have a chance to win a pair of tickets for every date of the tour. And Beyonce collaborated with this charity back in 2014. And uh, so I, I just, I guess I'm always skeptical. You are, yeah. It- the first thing I'm you skeptical. feel is there's but why did I it's wonderful like look if you're helping people to engage 
and volunteer in their communities, that's always a good thing. However, <laughs> you can always hide the guise of we need to get butts in the seats. Uh, you know, you're doing something yeah. good. So it's really difficult to criticize or to point out the fact that, hey, something m- weird is going on here when I, it's in the guise of charity. I'd also like to add in that a lot of people, a lot of people, like it was memes for at least a week, were disgusted that they were having an on the, on the run tour. They just want to see Beyonce. Fans just want to see her. And so they felt like Jay-Z was kind of like, why does he have to show up? So that also might be affecting. I do. I Honestly, that was, uh, that was my original thought. I was like, oh, why doesn't Jay Z gotta be there? <laughs> a lot of people. That's the sentiment. My girls, that a lot, they, right? They want to go see B. They don't want to see him. And then they started making jokes like she's just bringing him along so he doesn't cheat. Like I it was know. a whole thing. And so maybe, maybe they, and also maybe that's them trying to raise the profile of that. You know, like trying yeah. to trying to say no, this is for charity. Stop. You know giving us the business. I think mm-hmm. it's brilliant though. Either Smart. way, it's brilliant because we can't figure it out. So. That's <laughs> right and we'll keep talking about it because we can't figure it out. Now, let's Hollywood speak Jada Pinkett Smith and Jaden Smith. So, Jada Pinkett Smith has this Facebook series called Red Table Talk. Love it. And it, yes, it's making headlines. Now, she's talking about her son, Jaden Smith Mm-mm. and she said of the heartbreaking day when son Jaden Smith decided to move out of their house at age 15. Mm-hmm. This is what she had to say about that. Uh, She said, you got to a point where you told me straight up, she's talking to Jaden, that you were like, mom, I have to leave here to live my life. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking to myself, as devastated as I was, I was like, he's right. The time is now. He's 15. It's time for him to leave the house. They don't live normal lives like us. Don't no, forget. They don't. No, they yeah. don't. So, I, mean, I know. I just think that that's the thing of where instead of making it be like he left, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go with the fact that, yeah, I'm going to present the side of myself that potentially gave some permission, but basically that kid was gone. Mm-hmm. And that life that they lead is not anywhere near like a normal, again, Sally Apple Valley is not going to respond the same way to that. No. Absolutely not. No. But I do um, feel like that's kind of hard. I mean, like, that's a hard, that's the trade-off, right? That we all, we look at these famous people and their great glitzy, glammy lives, and then you think, yeah, but your kid at 15 is just going to take off, and you really don't have anything to say about it. But yeah. In, in her defense, I Jada Pinkett has done many things where I was like, oh, that's kind of odd, but she's very, very, she's she's freer with her kids than I know a lot of people are. And I know they have the money to back it up. Like, obviously, he's probably got a trust fund to lean on and things like that. But she, even when you listen to her Red Table talk, she's very freeing and open with them as a parent. Whereas, you know, they have these moments that she talks about and I, I would freak out. <laughs> but I just, you know, I feel like normal people would freak out and be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I don't know what to do. Consult the parenthood book. But she just, she, I feel like she takes things in stride smoother. Or maybe she plays it really well. I don't know, but I do. I feel like how she approaches things. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I should like woo my way through this parent moment instead of burning the whole house down. <laughs> well, and I do think that she's had, you know, she has kids and stepkids and all sorts of stuff. And it's just been kind of a wild ride. So a pretty good perspective. Woo! Well, it's going to continue being a wild ride here on the Lori and Julia show on my talk. One Oh seven one. When we get back, we uh, Chrissy Teigen, halo top ice cream. Also cider Negronis. It sounds like a tasty, tasty, it's a good time. Third hour of the Lori and Julia show. You're going to want to stay tuned. Stay with us. Holly, Stephanie, March, and Sonny taking you through the five o'clock hour.